0: Hello there. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is 12 Minute Health Bits with Kristen Hall, providing health and wellness support for the 21st century. We will be talking about using simple methods from today and centuries ago to keep our bodies healthy. Our goal is to daily strive to live above the wellness line. In this podcast, I will be giving you tips and tricks on how to daily make small changes to your life in order to keep your body well. Are you a mama or about to and about to have a baby? Or do you know someone about to grow their family by adding a new little one? If so, please share this information with them. Having a new little one is such an amazing blessing. I want you to know that I'm praying for you, Mama, as you travel this journey. I totally understand the fears of having a baby. I also understand and applaud the desire to do things naturally and would love to help you in any way I can. Today, I wanted to share some of the things I learned in my journey delivering and raising three healthy babies after losing one to a miscarriage. Let's first grab an oil to start with. If you are currently expecting, please take two ounces of Ningxia Red to keep that placenta strong and healthy. Also, frankincense essential oil is great for the baby. So put a couple drops on your palms, rub your palms together and breathe deeply. And slowly, three long, slow, deep breaths. So, my husband and I were very blessed when we were ready to start a family. We were able to get pregnant immediately. I was scared though. I wondered if my body could actually do this. I had heard voices of people in the past saying that they did not really have any relevancy to my situation, but they held me back thinking that maybe I was not cut out to physically bear a child and to be a mom. Then. We were devastated when that first pregnancy abruptly ended in a miscarriage requiring surgery. But God truly blessed us and we were quickly able to get pregnant again. Now all of those voices kept coming back saying, you will lose this baby again. And others, I really did not emotionally attach to the pregnancy until that baby was in my arms. It was not until that that I believed that I could actually do this whole thing called pregnancy, delivery, nursing, and everything in between. My first delivery of a girl, I did not know anything about giving birth, and I was not far enough along in my health journey to really ask the questions or even know what kind of questions to ask. I did what my doctor told me to do. Now that I'm further along, I always suggest people listen to their healthcare provider but do their own research and come to their own conclusions and then advocate for themselves. Everything went well when I went to the delivery of my first baby. However, there are a few things I would change now looking back. I would not accept the pertussis vaccination for myself right after delivery. I coughed for two whole weeks while trying to recover from having a baby. and did not know why. I thought I was sick, but the cough would not go away. I now know that it was because of the vaccination. My body was recovering from giving birth. I should not have been injected with a vaccine that I had to recover from also. I would not accept an epidural. This caused my contractions to slow and stop, and then I needed another intervention which was Pitocin. The pain was more than I ever thought it would be. I had no idea what to expect, however, I would have prepared myself better mentally to handle the pain and the baby would have been born faster had I not accepted the epidural. I would have left the umbilical cord attached until it stopped beating, which is about two to three hours sometimes. Sounds like a long time, but cutting the cord immediately is actually so hard on the baby. The placenta has two weeks worth of iron in it, and if you cut the cord immediately, you cut off that source of nutrients for your baby. The cord should be left attached for the baby for the first two to three hours after birth to ensure The baby has received all of the good nutrients from that placenta i would have given my baby vitamin d that does not contain chemicals it amazes me that in the doctor's office they push vitamin d on you where the first ingredient is high fructose corn syrup really why are we putting that on our baby's tongue The baby's going to get used to that flavor and crave highly sweetened sugars his or her entire life. Not to mention high fructose corn syrup is a sugar that feeds carcinogenic properties in your body. So I do believe that vitamin D is very important. I found a vitamin D later on in my journey that I would suggest. Vitamin D is very important, but quality is even more important. The vitamin D I suggest for infants is MindWise or Young Living's Super D for mom to take if nursing. If the baby is nursing and mom is supplementing, he or she will have plenty of vitamin D and should not need to supplement for the baby. I would have researched the vitamin K shot. The chances of low vitamin K being an issue are incredibly slim. The vitamin K shot is filled with many chemicals that are harmful for the baby and the chances of needing the extra vitamin K do not outweigh the risk of an toxin injected in the baby immediately after birth. The vitamin K shot is given to the baby to avoid hemorrhaging if the baby would bleed after birth. However, if the mother is able to supplement her diet with plenty of leafy greens and other vitamin K rich foods, this is not necessary. The shot also contains polysorbate 80 propylene glycol, and other known harmful carcinogens. Please visit the blog section on my website to see a great discussion on this. I would have done skin-to-skin contact immediately after birth. There should have been zero leg time between when the baby was born and when the baby was placed on my chest. For the first delivery, I did not research the benefits of skin to skin, nor did I even really know what it was. Instead of the baby coming directly to my chest after being born, the baby was examined. When I gave birth to Anya, my third child at the birthing center, I learned about the breast crawl. It honestly was amazing. My midwife put Anya on my stomach and she immediately crawled right up to nurse. I did not even have to show her where to go or how to get there. It was fascinating. God made babies to know what to do. I would have researched intravenous therapy, antibiotic medication for strep B while laboring or after delivery. I now know of some alternatives if this is an issue. After my first delivery, I started to learn a few things and then ended up pregnant pretty quickly and 17 months later delivered my second child, a boy. I learned a ton after our first birth, but was still not confident enough to deliver at home or in a birthing center. My second pregnancy was not as pleasant as my first because I had a doctor who scared me. She talked me out about how close my pregnancies were and that since they were so close, I could possibly have complications with this one and the baby might not be developed properly. She ordered an extra ultrasound at 30 weeks, even though everything looked fine at the 20-week ultrasound, just to make sure the baby was fine. I wish I would have denied this ultrasound. During the ultrasound, the doctor found that the baby, my little Wesley, was not developing from the neck down properly. She said, I'm not sure, but it looks as if his head is much larger than the rest of the body, which could mean a few things. She threw out some terms like mutations and midget and it was incredibly disheartening. However, I spent so many nights up worrying, looking for information online, searching through the ultrasound video that they gave to us to see if I could find anything, pleading to God that my baby would be okay, when in reality, he was just really short. I had not had that. If I had not had that ultrasound, I would have never been concerned and spent those nights up worrying. Also, my second delivery, my request to have the cord left attached, was not honored, and the doctor cut it immediately. She apologized, but still, it was cut. There was nothing she was going to do to put it back together again. I also was coerced into getting the epidural again and need a platosin to keep laboring. So my third pregnancy was the delivery of a beautiful little girl. And this one was by far my favorite birth story ever. I was confident. I did not have an overabundance of interventions. In fact, I actually had none because I knew I did not need them. I learned that God designed our bodies to do this, to give birth, and I should not be afraid of it. It took me two births and a ton of research to realize this. I gave birth to my third child, Anya, in a birthing center. It was by far the fastest I'd ever healed, and I used all natural methods methods. I did not take one synthetic or over-the-counter pain medication. Here's what I did. I used lots of Copa Eva essential oil. I dropped it under my tongue during delivery and then every 15 minutes after delivery for the first couple of months. After that, I put several drops in my mouth every couple of hours to keep up. This is necessary when your bottom gets uncomfortable. It definitely takes the edge off but you do have to use the Eva consistently. We use frankincense essential oil uh, to get those frequencies up in that sweet baby. Frequencies are so important. Did you know that death sets in at 25 megahertz and below? Healthy people are usually at a frequency of 50 or higher. If you can immediately get your baby's frequencies raised by using an essential oil with a high frequency, then baby and mama will both benefit. Anya was anointed with two drops of frankincense immediately after birth on her forehead. After of course some skin to skin time on my chest where she started to nurse immediately. I love this so much. This is where she did the breast crawl. It was absolutely amazing. So a clariderm essential oil spray on my lady parts was exactly what I needed on my bottom. This is my story. and those of you who have given birth know that the bottom can be really sore after giving birth so I sprayed Clariderm directly on my bottom after going to the bathroom for the first three to four weeks after delivery this was the fastest I healed and I did not need any stitches with this one it amazed me what the Copa Eva oil and the Clariderm oil spray did for my lady parts compared to what the chemical sprays did that I used with the other two deliveries that they gave me in the hospital. If I have a fourth pregnancy, I would definitely use Young Living's PD8020 to supplement lemon and supplement lemon essential oil and Digest to help with the horrible morning yucky feeling that comes when sometimes you are expecting. So PD8020 is a pill or capsule and lemon oil internally would be great or diffused until my third pregnancy, like in my third pregnancy, I'd suffered quite a bit from that upset stomach feeling. Honestly, I would not change anything about Anya's birth, except the fact that she was two weeks late, which was pretty annoying. It was so calm, relaxed, and God-centered. Josh and I were with the midwife and her assistant, and that that was all that was in the room, She was calm. She carried a confidence about her and continuously told me that I could do it. Confidence is key, my friends. Your body is made to do this. And if something goes wrong and an intervention is necessary, please do not fret. It is okay. Seriously, though, motherhood is one of the best journeys ever. Psalm 127, 3-4 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Please, if you are at all nervous about your delivery, speak life and positive affirmations over yourself and your baby. One of the good ones is my body is made to do this and my baby will be strong and healthy. Blessings to you. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is 12 Stones Health and Wellness. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode, send it my way. I would be happy to explore the topic. If you are interested in more information on becoming a member of my wellness team and receiving the benefits of synthetic chemical-free living in your home, please talk to the person who shared this podcast with you or visit my website at www.12-stones.net.